Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for He followed the ways of the kings of Israel means he followed their false gods. Following false gods will make you do wicked things. Wicked things. And not only that, it will also bring big trouble in your life. We got two kings after him. He lost a port town. This guy's a mess. Burned his son. He's messed up. It'll make you do wicked things. It'll bring you trouble. Ahaz was confronted with guys that were trying to get him, and he didn't consult with the Lord. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present, a very present help in trouble. How many times, and I'm putting my hand up first, you don't have to, but I'm going to tell you, yeah, that's me. When you get in trouble, you get freaked out because you literally forgot that God is very present. Very present means he's in here. (laughs) I know you came in with your own troubles. I know you came in here with your own problems and you're worried about it. Let me tell you something. Worry is the red flag that you don't remember God's very present. You need to switch over to faith. Worry is your red flag that something's wrong. You need to throw that switch and get back to the Lord. Consult with him. Psalm 32, 7, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I feel better reading that. I really do. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. There's some days I forget. And I'm guilty of this. I do forget. But Ahaz rejected the Lord. He would not consult with the Lord God on what to do about his trouble. He should have remembered King David. That was his forefather. He was closer to David than any of us. He should have remembered, oh, nope, there's promise in Judah. I don't have to worry about you guys. The Lord God will take care of me. God, what do you want me to do? He didn't never do none of that. He manipulated everything. I recall David. He always consulted with the Lord on what to do. David also consulted with military leaders all the time. He consulted with his captains. The same with Joshua. He consulted with the Lord God whenever he went to battle, except for one time. You remember that? When Joshua... He went to battle against the city of Ai. He had just had a victory over Jericho. The walls fell down, yay. And when it come to Ai, let's just go get them. He didn't ask the Lord what to do. And you remember what happened? He got beat. Just had that, that victory at Jericho. Didn't ask the Lord, got beat. Had to come crawling back to the Lord. Joshua consulted, and then the Lord showed him what he needed to do. And Joshua went back to Ai again, and this time he won. Don't do anything without asking God first, right? Ahaz would not do this. He did not value the counsel of the Lord God. Proverbs 19.20 says, listen to counsel 
and receive instruction that you may be wise in your latter days. Guys, you need it. The counsel of the Lord is what we're going to. This book that we're reading, the Bible, is the counsel of the holy, the written word of God. It says, listen to this. It'll help you. It'll bless you. But Ahaz certainly did not consult with the Lord. He had, had he done so, that would have at least been a step in the right direction. That would have been better for him. So what did Ahaz do for his trouble? Ahaz ran to his money for his answers. And it really wasn't even his money. It was the Lord's treasury. It was the Lord's temple stuff that he ran to. Essentially, he ran to valuables. He ran to money. Now, how many people in our world today thinks that money is going to get them out of every mess they're in? I remember when, before I was a pastor, I was at a workplace and my boss, I remember he was distraught for a long time about trouble he was having. And he goes, he goes, I'm trying to figure out how to make more money so I can get myself out of this mess I'm in. And I went to him and I said, I know I'm just your employee, (laughs) but I heard that money's not your answer. The reason you're in this mess is because you always thought money was your answer. You can't buy your way out like Ahaz did, like he learned from the kings of Israel. Ahaz ran to his money. He stole from the house of the Lord God to buy his way out of trouble. Money was his God. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is money and everything that money buys is mammon. That's your house, your car, your 401k, your bank account, uh, all your investments, that's mammon. Stay in here when you die. And Jesus literally said, if you, trust one or, if you trust one the most, you will hate the other one. And people that always run to their money to get them out of a mess, they claim they love God. Jesus says, no, you will hate the other one. In Ahaz's workings, we could see he hated God. He tried to make it look like he loved God. Oh, we're do, doing sacrifices. The same things that Judah always did, but he hated the Lord. Ahaz served money over the Lord. He did not ask the Lord. He did not consult with the Lord. Get me. How do we, how do I get out of this? Lord God, how do I get out of this? The first thing he did is he ran to everything of value he could get. And he threw it at the king and said, please don't mess with me. I know you got trouble. I know you got problems. We all do. And I know there's many times you sat down at your budget and you strained your brain trying to figure out how to get out of this Did you ever ask God, are you disgusted with Ahaz? I'm disgusted with how I used to be. I chased that big dollar bill in the sky. And the Lord took it away from me. Matter of fact, where I met Anna, I worked there for several years at the same company. The whole, I was worshiping money. I was trying to make more money. I was in this, the money rut, the man trap, I call it. If I could just make more money, I could get out of my problem. The whole company made, uh, got a, um, they did a sweep across the entire company. Everybody got a raise except me. Everybody got a raise but me. Now, is that not the Lord trying to tell you something? I was mad because it was my God. But it kind of woke me up a little bit. 
He trusted money to buy his way out instead of asking the Lord what to do. And Ahaz did the same buyout strategy that King Menahem tried back in chapter 15 when Menahem tried to buy off King Pul. He heard about that and he says, well, it worked for him, it'll work for me. Well, I saw somebody else doing it, it worked for them. Well, guess what? It may not work for you like it worked for the other guy. If you don't call upon the Lord, well, work for, for King Menahem, well, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And so this is why chapter 16 says that Ahaz acted like the kings of Israel. So, so now I want you to consider how Ahaz lost a lot of the nation's income when he lost the port city of Elath. And it was given to the Edomites, the people that Judah had not long ago attacked. Now he didn't just lose what was in the house of the Lord. He obviously was out of money. He didn't exact it from the people like Menahem had did. Probably the people by then were broke. Well, let's just go rob the temple of God. It's getting worse, see. And now he lost his port city. The last thing that Ahaz should have tried to do was run to money. And when you think about it, Ahaz did a worse job of the old buyout game than what King Menahem had done because Menahem at least didn't rob the house of God. He took it from the people. It's degrading. Do you see how it's worsening? And the more you try to play this game, the worse it's going to get until you Ponzi scheme collapse yourself to complete absolute failure. And the Lord God is very present in times of trouble. Ahaz resorted to being a thief and he stole from the house of God. Why did Ahaz have to stoop down lower than what Menahem did? I think when you have less money around the money trick works once there's less money the second time around you can't keep playing that game over and over he stole from god he stole from the lord and to top it off ahaz was so sick drunk on sin that he even duplicated the altar of damascus damascus he duplicated their worship system Now, the people of Damascus, we read, they had just been conquered and dragged away by the king of Assyria. We read that in this chapter. He came and got them and dragged them away. Why would you want their altar if their God could not save them from the king of Assyria? Why would you want it? If I invested in a major business and it collapsed, why would you want to invest in it too? If it just went under. Why would anyone find any logical sense in worshiping whatever has no power to save its own people. So here's the turbo summary of King Ahaz. He did wickedly like the wicked kings, uh, the sinful kings of Israel. And so he did not trust in the Lord. And when his problems came, he ran to money, which he didn't have very much of it anyway to try to buy his way out of trouble, which really didn't work because he lost Elath, the the, uh, port city. And so Ahaz was buried rejected as a king. And I want to show you something I found in 2 Chronicles 28 and 2, because it parallels this. We saw that he died and he was buried. Look at where he was buried. And Ahaz slept with his fathers and they buried him in the city in Jerusalem, but they brought him not into the sepulchers of the kings of Israel. Whoa. A sepulcher is a small burial room built like a monument. It's a burial place for a king. This passage says that Ahaz was rejected. He was denied burial in the royal burial places with the other godly kings of Judah. He was denied royal 
burial. What's the name of my message? Rejected royalty. He was denied burial. Now, there have been good kings of Judah until Ahaz, and he was rejected of his royalty because of the way he acted. Ahaz was a man who manipulated the temple of God. Ahaz did not consult with God. Ahaz rejected the royalty of God. Therefore, his royalty was rejected from him. Do any of you see what I'm trying to do with this message yet? I think maybe some of you might be queuing in. Some of you that know me well enough. I already told you to hang on. I'm going to tell you again. Here it comes again. Hang on. It's about to get deep. I'm going to get real with you and I'm going to unload. Whenever you act like everybody else, like Ahaz did with other kings, and you refuse to remain holy, which means set apart. I'm not like y'all. When you refuse to be set apart wholly unto God, then you will worship the exact same false gods that they worship too. When you lose your holiness. And when big trouble comes, the first thing you'll do is run to that false god. Now, I can't tell you how many times that I have seen people out there that call themselves Christians But whenever trouble arrives, the first thing they do is run to their money to get them out of their trouble when they should inquire of God first. Ahaz did not consult with the Lord. His first defense strategy was to run to money. He cleared out the house of the Lord. He tried to buy his way out. He didn't consult with the Lord. He had total disregard for the temple of God. And we need to remember that the Lord God, he is my defense, He's my defense. I won't be moved. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When you have a problem, you need to come to the Lord and make your requests known to the Lord God. You don't just run to your money. That'll get you in trouble. He replaced the true altar. He did sacrifice on it to look like he was doing proper worship. Know this, in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, means they hate God, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, all the things that God said. See how the whole worship system's manipulated. Unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, you see that on reality TV, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and here it is, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away. From such people, go and try to encourage, it doesn't say that, it says turn away, Ahaz manipulated the worship system and he still went and did sacrifices on it anyway he was trying to have an appearance a form of godliness but he denied its power had he not denied god's power he would have asked the lord god what do i do about this problem but he didn't do that you know when you manipulate your worship system with god and you're not worried about offending god you do it on account of not offending everybody else You know, when I went to Planned Parenthood and spoke on that, uh, it was before the Roe versus Wade turned over. You know, I had a lot of people get mad at me. They tried to play party lines on me. Oh, you have to be a Republican. Oh, don't play that with me. 
I'm not telling you Republican, Democrat, nothing. I'm saying it's against the word of God. It's a sin. I'm there to speak against it. And we went and did that. I offended a lot of people over that one. And it's on YouTube. It's out there. We went there many times. We, that was one of the big things we did before Roe versus Wade went down. One of the things we did in this church, we did it for even before this church, over 10 years, we went to Planned Parenthood and we stood out there and prayed Goliath down, this giant that mocks the God of Israel. And we said, we will sling a stone in this giant's forehead and he'll fall. We said that for a long time and didn't Roe versus Wade just come undone? Okay. There's a lot going on. Don't, don't go to your political correctness with me on that and start sitting there going, oh God, I can't believe he said that. This is, don't have a rearranged sense of worship. This is what God's word says. And I know it's a hot topic, but I won't be moved. And I'm not gonna stop doing what God tells me to because of your offense. That's what Ahaz did. I gotta, I gotta do this or else Assyria's gonna be mad. Well, I can't go pray at Planned Parenthood or some people are gonna be mad can't do that it's what god's word says it's a tough walk we have so we read and when ahaz died look what became his end you want to play the political correctness well i'm gonna i'm gonna water down all my godliness i'm gonna move the altar over here because i don't want my friends to get mad at me if you play that ahaz game what's going to happen is that remember when ahaz died they buried him it said somewhere within the city of david we read But he was not buried in the same location as the other kings. He was not given a royal burial. He was rejected of royalty. And I want to show you where a lot of people are going to be rejected of royalty. In Matthew 7, 22, Jesus said, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done wonderful things in your name? Didn't we look the part? And I will then declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. They will be rejected of the royalty they could have, but they wouldn't do it. They were afraid of what everybody thought. And so I'm afraid of what everybody thinks, and I trust money more. I'm just going to move that altar over here. And I'm going to take those carts apart and I'm going to move stuff around the way I want it. And I'm not going to ask the Lord for no help for nothing. And I'm going to do things my way. That's why Jesus called them lawless. Do not play politics with me. This is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. This is the word of God. This is doing what God said. I won't back down and I won't buy you off either. I will ask the Lord God, deal with them, and I'm going to keep doing what he told me to do, because I do not want to have that appearance of godliness, but denying its power, because I want my royalty in Jesus Christ. When you believe in Jesus, you get the Holy Spirit indwelling you, you become royalty in the family of God. You get to become a co-heir with Christ, which means what he gets, you get and we'll get it in heaven. I want that. I don't want to be denied royalty. So friends, I want you to look at your life. Has, other, has the culture out there influenced you to act like them? To think like them? To believe like them? That's what happened to Ahaz. I'm going to do like these guys did. Has culture done that to you? If it has, 
you're going to have a lot of argument with me after this message is over. I don't like that thing you said about abortion, Ray. I don't like that. That's, that's, you're a Trump supporter. You're a, I've been called all that. You're a George Bush guy. I never talk politics to you. That's not my job. My job is to pronounce the word of God to you. But when it comes to killing people, he made, or Ahaz killed his own son. That's wrong. So you need to review your life and think, Lord, what have I been influenced to do that's not right? And when he shows it to you, say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I ran to other things. I ran to all the things that everybody told me I should. When I watch the news, I get scared because they tell me I should be scared. When I see that the economy's flopping, I'm worried about all my income is going to go away. Hey, let it go. When I didn't get that raise, you know how I come out of that? The Lord said, money is not your God, follow me. And I said, I will, and I let it go. So that when the Lord called me to ministry, I walked, all's good, okay, of the income I was making at the time to come do this. And I don't care. I let it go. The Lord's going to deal with that. The Lord may be dealing with you on things that you've got to get right, things you've picked up from your culture I'm just saying, remember Ahaz, if you recognize you have maneuvered and morphed and manipulated your worship system to appease the people that don't follow God, to not offend them, you're offending God. And you don't want to do that. Let's pray. Father, I lost all my notes at the end, but I still got through it. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I have done this that Ahaz has done. I've done it. I set up my own worship system, my own way, and I offended you. But I ask you to forgive me, and I ask me to get you on track with your worship system to do things your way, to do things the way you would have me do it. This is not party politics. This is not opinion. This is your word. Lord God, anytime I see something in your word that tells me I'm wrong or that conflicts with my thinking, I'm the one that has to correct, Lord, not you. Lord, this was a tough one. But Lord, the good news in this is that we have all been offered royalty in Messiah Jesus. Everybody wants it. But Lord, we have to do it your way, not our way. Lord, I ask for myself first and everyone in here, if there have been things we have been doing our own way, you show it to us and teach us how to let it go and pick up the way you do things. Lord, we want to worship you the way you tell us to do it. Because we want to be in the royal family with you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for being patient with me. I didn't do this to you just once. I did it for years. And you waited for me. Lord, everybody in here is thinking about what they've done. Thank you for forgiving us. We'll walk with you. We will correct when you tell us to correct. Thank you for telling us in your word today. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, you are not worthless, you are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. I know this chapter was heavy, and I know it did a lot of oomph and a lot of uh, and it seemed a little heavy, but I want to remind you that God is very present in your time of need and your trouble. Just call on Him, the big things and the little things, He's right there. Isn't that uplifting? I couldn't sleep at night not knowing that. Amen? Okay, I leave you with a smile. You can take your steel toe shoes off now. Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.